You ready to rock and roll? Talk mm-hmm. some depressing social media. My God, yeah. This is way more depressing. Than I, I know this is more like just a discussion of the subject matter than it is like the documentary. But yeah, we'll get into it here. Yeah. Adele, are you ready? Alright, I'm ready. You're ready. Alright. Well, welcome back everyone to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan and staring at me through the screen here is Daniel. Hello, hello. Is that you or just your avatar? No, it's actually me. My avatar would be better looking. Today we are talking a new documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. What an interesting doc it is. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and put down your phone because you're an addict. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) All righty, Daniel. How are you doing today? Well, man, I finished the documentary today. Did you? Did you go delete Facebook afterwards? Actually, I did. I deleted Facebook off my phone. Did you really? Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't delete my whole profile, although I've wanted to do that for so long. But I at I, least got it off my phone. I have too. I never. We'll get into it. I never get on Facebook much anymore. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into all that. What are you drinking on your end today, Daniel? Well, I thought I had one more beer, but I think maybe Gavin drank it or something, which is usually fine. So I'm drinking a Raz Cranberry Lacroix. Ooh, still. A, let's see it. I don't think I've had that flavor yet. It's so, my favorite. I've got from a San Diego brewery company called Mason Aleworks. Their ball don't lie. You got a little bit of a Space Jam logo going on there. That's what it looks like. Yeah. It's a West Coast Come IPA. on and slam. Hey, welcome to the jam. Yeah. Come on and slam. Slam that beer down. Yum. Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. And why haven't we reviewed that movie yet? That'd be awesome. Yeah, I haven't watched that movie in a really long time. It's really good, though. The uh, the IPA movie's good, too. Nice. From what I remember, it's been quite a while. It might be very cheesy now. I mean, I think it was cheesy when it came out. And we we kind of forget and gloss over nostalgia-wise, Michael Jordan is not an actor. He's an athlete. Still curious about the sequel with LeBron James. We'll see. We shall see. That's right. All right. Well, let's get into our first segment here, and let's do movie news. Daniel, do you have anything fun out there? Any rumors going on in the movie world? Well, first, we got we had the WandaVision trailer come out. Yes. Which I'd kind of forgotten about the show. Like, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about, like, a lot of the MCU shows because they've all kind of gotten delayed and moved around because of the coronavirus and whatnot. But they released the trailer, and this is one of the ones I was most interested to see, just because it seemed like one of the more unique ones. Mm-hmm. And from the trailer, I'm like, yeah, it definitely looks interesting. Looks weird, kind of almost like <laughs> almost Twilight Zone esque. And I, don't I, like know, I'm really Zone, I gotta say, I like the angle of that. Tra- I don't know if the show's gonna be like that, but I like the angle that went with this trailer. That was a really cool trailer. Yeah, I would like to know. Oh, yeah, I, I wonder if that's just an episode that's just like a few minutes, or it, or how that all pans out. I don't some know. of it was in black and white, some of it was in color. It definitely goes hard on like the '50s nuclear family. We saw them in old school, 
uh, of like would have been like original comic book costumes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Oh, and what a surprise, Kitty! Yeah, Kitty from that '70s show. Oh man, I, that put a smile on my face. Same, especially since Shiloh and I are like going through it because she's never really gone through it before. Oh, so we're on like season four, almost done with season four, which means we're show. over halfway. We're over halfway done with the series and definitely way more than halfway done with the good episodes. I'm cold, Michael. Well, damn, Jackie, I can't control the weather. Yeah, we actually, that was like in season three, I think. Yeah, also I saw that uh, the, M- the She-Hulk MCU TV show that also is going to be on uh, Disney Plus cast uh tatiana maslany to play she hulk i don't know she apparently is an orphan black which i'd always heard about but i'd never seen but i think she comes from a tv acting background that that name sounds super familiar let me look here and then i think that is pretty much it i didn't see a lot this week yeah, I don't know if any huge. So, did have any more movies come out into theaters that you're aware of? Because we had ten. Not that I'm aware of. Oh, but I did see. This is a, not necessarily movie news, but which also just kills me. Sometime in like September, like I think within the next week or so, some movie theaters are playing The Empire Strikes Back. What? And I checked, and it's not anywhere in Oregon or Washington. Oh. Because I'm like, fuck, I don't want to go back to a movie theater just yet, but fuck, that was goddamn oh, tempting. I would go see one of those or that in theaters. Hell yeah. Like, Stay the fuck away from me. Stay the fuck away from me. Shut up. I'm trying to watch from Star Wars. Man, oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, I know. That would be fucking awesome. Other than that, and then I guess, you know, Emmys came around and I hadn't been paying any attention to that. I guess The Mandalorian won seven. seven. Oh, did it? So yeah, yeah, I all of a sudden I heard. I think it was the next day. Yeah, the Emmys were last night. I'm like, oh, they were. Huh. It picked up seven though. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I think it was nominated for like fifteen, and it won at least half of those. That's cool. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was talking to some people the other day, and yeah, they cannot wait for the new season to come out. It's so close, and we're starting Just- to see. Just we, over a mile. Yeah, we were talking before the show here. We were ta- uh, starting to see some new Lego sets come out for that movie, her show. Fuck yeah. Oh, real quick here. Share my screen. Is this what you were talking about? Yeah, that little child Lego set. Yeah. I just don't like the look of it. No? No. It just it looks weird. It doesn't look... Even like a quarter as cute as the child actually looks. So. Well, back to the drawn board, getting Daniel something for Christmas. God damn it! Yeah, just, <laughs> it didn't. It does not do it for me. All right, fine. Shit. Actually, was like, hmm, Christmas is coming. Daniel likes Baby Yoda. Maybe he'll like this. I mean, Lego's already always trying to get out my money, so <laughs> not a bad thought. But yeah. So that's all I have for music, movie news. This movie week. news. All right. Well, let's move on here. Let's talk other things we saw this week. I've got one that I saw this week that I will talk to folks about. Do you have any? I have one as well. 
Sounds like you've been watching a lot of Seventies show, which is awesome. Right. But the only movie I watched this week, I watched a documentary on HBO with Shiloh. We watched the a Slender Man documentary. I think it's called Beware the Slender Man. Sounds familiar. Yeah, Beware the Slender Man. So I mean it also it not necessarily doesn't really center around the mythos of like Slender Man, it's just like some creepy pasta spooky story that somebody made up for a photo contest. That's all he is. But this story centers around the uh, criminal case against two 12-year-old girls who took their friend into the forest and stabbed her 20-some times. Jesus. And it was a lot. I wasn't sure. I didn't know what to expect. I did, I thought it was going to, you know. When did this happen? More. It happened in 2014, I think. Okay. I remember when the story broke, and I remember hearing about it recently too but it just centers around like the criminal case against these girls and like goes through like each of their lives and like what they were like and, you know and it goes against like how they were tried because i think this happened in wisconsin and since and i guess if you're attempted murder wisconsin has a law that automatically they'll try you as an adult so each of these girls got like 40 40 years in prison initially and then now they have like 20 to 30 years in a psychiatric hospital, I think. Wow. So it was a lot. It was really intense. 2014. So is it safe to say might have something to do with our topic later? They uh, were jealous because she got more likes on a photo than they did? No, that wasn't the part of this one. Jeez, that is just crazy. Though. How old did you say there were 12 at the time? 12. 12. Oh, my God. And at yeah. least how the documentary is framed, there's one that's definitely who is also spoiler for the doc. She's diagnosed schizophrenic, and then there's one who's just a girl who's just like didn't have any friends, and that was her one friend. So you definitely feel like, oh, one of them's the ringleader, and the other one was just getting super manipulated. Because the ringleader is the one that did the stabbing. The other girl just like turned just around. There. Like, it's just there. I yeah. mean, still not faultless, oh. but. You can kind of see the dynamic. Gosh. Oh, it's so crazy. I might, I might have to check this out. I don't know. It sounds uh, not fun. <laughs> I don't know. It's two hours and it's hard. <laughs> sounds like it. Well, I saw something a little more lighthearted. This is another movie that's uh, new to Netflix called Eurovision Song Contest. The story of Fire Saga. <laughs> uh, you, finally, you watched that one? I did watch that one. Uh, so I guess the plot of this one is when aspiring musicians Lars and Sigrid are given the opportunity to represent their country at the world's biggest song competition, they finally have a chance to prove that any dream worth having is a dream worth fighting for. So, yeah, starring Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams. And I got to say, overall, it was pretty cheese for the most part. I mean, what do you expect with a Will Ferrell comedy? But also still had enough decent laughs and good heart to it that i would overall say not not too shabby right i mean you got to be expecting that kind of ridiculous kind of comedy but it's fun i had a good time i watched it with a group of people we had a good time that's what i had heard i heard it was like a very like passable just like turn your brain off movie if you just want to relax and not think about horribleness yes exactly but yeah it it, it was fun I, i like it um yeah, I don't know. 
I think not much else to say besides a weird goofy comedy on Netflix. Right. Oh, and Pierce Brosnan's in it too. He he. I oh, liked really? his, he played Will Ferrell's dad, and and actually I liked his part quite a bit. Nice. I haven't seen. But it yeah, it, it was fine. I mean, it's not for everyone. I mean, most there's probably people out there who are like, oh my gosh, that was horrible. Then people yeah. they're gonna love it. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds sounds like it did it did its job as a comedy. But hey, you don't have to run out to see it in theaters. It's on Netflix. Check it out. Sweet. Oh, that's all I got here for other stuff I saw this week. Okay. Unless you want to hear, unless you want to hear about me watching half of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> Which no. real real quick, I I'll bring this up quickly. I thought we watched. I thought it was Hulu that we were watching this on. I don't know. We watched only about two thirds of the movie, and there are so many moments where it was like music would kind of die, and if anything, the the scene would just fade to black, like it was going to commercial. It stayed black for a second or two, and then rise back up. It did that a lot. Like again, like going to a commercial like it was recorded off TV, yet it was on Hulu. So either this was recorded off TV and commercials edited out, or this is one of the worst editings I've ever seen in a movie ever. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in a really long time. So it might have just been how it was. I don't, and I had no idea Alan Rickman was in this. For the parts I saw, I didn't finish it, but for the parts I saw, he was pretty good. Is he Little John? Yeah. Or, or is he the friar? No, little is he little John? I don't even remember. I was only half paying little attention. John and Robin Hood walking forth the forest. But yeah, I just oh, the editing was just terrible though. Again, it looked like it was recorded off TV and they took the commercials out. Oof, because well, it would like that. fade a commercial kind of feeling and then come back up because obviously there's no commercials to go to. Anyway, that was my experience with that. Maybe I'll go back okay. and finish it. Maybe I won't. Maybe. <laughs> Alright, let's move on here And let's get on to our main movie on tap this week And let's talk The Social Dilemma Dun 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 So Daniel What was your first impression of Social Dilemma? First off, are you a junkie? Uh, you know what? I don't want to say I'm a junkie, but uh, actually my screen time, like I have my screen time like tracker activated on my iPhone. So it tells me what my usage is. And it's I actually- I was wondering not- if mine does, my shirt does have it, but I've never seen that option. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like it, it varies from week to week. I do a, have a pretty good balance. My app that I get the worst at is Twitter. I waste so much of my fucking time on Twitter these days. And it that is the and that's also the social media that makes me feel the worst. <laughs> but I so, can't seem to help myself. With why you keep going back? I, I, I need more. I need it's more. it's literally like when they talked about some stuff, it's like, yeah, you, it's kinda like rolling a slot machine, like, oh, maybe you'll see something cool, maybe blah, blah, blah. Or it's because I get follow so many people that I just get tons of notifications on my phone. I would like to say not quite a junkie. Definitely not as bad as some, but obviously not squeaky clean. Yeah, I'm trying to think my drug of choice lately has probably been YouTube overall. Because I, yeah. in the last couple of years, um, I've barely, I still have a Facebook account. I've barely been on it, but I kind of replaced that with Instagram. And although in the last month or so, I've really been on Instagram too much, still got it. Still have Facebook. Um, 
but yeah, YouTube, I would think be, I, yeah, I don't have a Twitter account. I don't have a TikTok. I got rid of my Instagram. I deleted that shit or not Instagram. Um, Snapchat deleted that, but yeah, I still think YouTube is probably my drug of choice as far as like things like that go. And you know, it's fun. You, know, you engage in things, whether it's, I don't try to be like negative online. I'll be positive and like make fun comments about a video I saw and, you know, some people will give you some thumbs up or they'll comment with you and either agree or, or disagree with you and you'll get the notifications like, hey, so-and-so, someone you've never met before. Yeah. Said something or give you a thumbs up. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, let me see, let me see. But yes. What a documentary though. And I'm glad we have this. I mean, these are things I've been kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you're kind of aware that stuff like this kind Sem- of has been Sem- developing. Semi-aware like- semi that this is what does happen, but I guess to the magnitude that it does, I guess, because I always thought of it, they talk about this in the documentary. A lot of people just think it's, they sell your information. Like they say, hey, there's a, a guy named Jordan that lives in Happy Valley, Oregon. Here's information. Do what you can with that. It goes right. so much deeper than that. And I think one of the things I loved about this documentary was the uh, kind of the little mini movie within the documentary. Did you love family. that? I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I thought it's a good way to kind of show because the, the, the people that really need to see this kind of documentary are parents. And I think they oh. need to kind of, I guess, see the family interaction and stuff like that. I mean, that stuff was funny with the mom putting the uh, cell phones in the uh, jar of the timer, the container or whatever, the timer. And yeah. Like couldn't go 20 minutes without it before the girl broke into it. Right. But I mean, it goes to show that the mass addiction that has been created. I mean, they had what is that that super uh, great line or quote or something in there. What was it? Um, There's only two products that label their consumers as users, illegal drugs and software. Yep. I did That's write that one down. Huge. I know. They, also, the quotes that they sprinkle in throughout are just gold in every single one of them. But that's one of the ones that I wrote down. I'm like, yeah, that is kind of fucked up to think about. Yeah. And also, I don't know. I mean, it's something I've been aware of. And it, it's just, oh, man, I, I, I mean, people just, because I've heard this argument from like younger kids, like, well, it's just like older generations looking at the paper, you know? I'm, why can't I just look at my phone while I ride the Max? They used to look at the newspaper riding the Max. Except for the newspaper wasn't watching everything, like keeping an eye on you, watching everything, recording everything, passing it along. Right. I know. Like when you, you put it into that, like, yeah, the newspaper isn't rearranging itself and like showing you the things that you're going to want to read the most. Plus, the newspaper is finite. It is like, even if you read the whole paper, which no one ever read a whole paper. I don't right. think, but like you would just look at the parks you want and then that would be it, but not an infinite loop and not someone who's designing apps to make you essentially get you hooked. Right. And that was, I could argue that was back then when you, for the most part, they were reporting on actual news. Right. And that was one thing I thought that was great that they go into too. It's just how much fake news is developed these days because they just they know it's what you want to see they've figured you out and they know that this is what you want to see 
Right. They want to show you the divisive shit that gets the reaction, that gets the click, that gets the angry emoji, that gets you to share it with everybody and be like, right. look at this shit. Well, that just can get you to keep scrolling. So one thing I liked about the video a lot was that when you had the uh, three guys in the room and they kept watching the one one of the main characters in the video, oh man, he's he's losing interest, he's losing interest. Quick, 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 throw this on the screen. And they like hit buttons and that was a great analogy on like what happens behind the scenes. Like, oh no, yeah, he he you might be putting it down. Holy shit. Quick, send, send him an alert. Yeah, oh, yeah. And send him these other notifications to get him to come back. He hasn't, the engagement's down. I mean, I, I need to turn off notifications for Facebook. I never get on Facebook, but I still get the dumbest things. It's like, hey, we have a friend's suggestion for you. Not so-and-so wants to be your friend on Facebook. We have the suggestion for you. And that's I know, an alert. If I Why? gave a shit, they'd be my friend. And if I gave a shit, I'd just text them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's. I wish we would have dived just a little bit more into the psychology of things, but what a what a good, um, still a good nutshell version of what happens with social media. And again, this, this is something I recommend to parents especially to watch because this is what's going on with their children. Uh, I mean, one of the big things, I love the interview with that gentleman just, uh, just talking about the suicide rates going up in the last decade. That, okay, that is one of the things that I wrote down because that was like, you know, like I always have heard about that and like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I could see how that would happen. Because I was thinking about like, you know, in middle school, I didn't have good self-esteem and I gave a shit about people's opinions that I hated, that I didn't even like because they were the cool kids. I can't even imagine having a literal visible metric that you can see all your classmates, like how many followers they have, how many likes they have like a visible metric that you actually can pretty much one-to-one compare yourself to. Well, and a lot of this started having to deal with essentially like, you know, like I said, I gave way too, when I was in middle school, and I think this kind of happens for most kids, I gave a a lot of mind and care to people I didn't even like. I can't even imagine that. you, you, You care about what your local tribe thinks. Yeah. But now we've extended it to where we care what all of a sudden just tribes all over the planet think. Yeah, and instead of a few assholes at school, you could deal with hundreds to thousands. To I mean, on larger scales, millions of people just saying how much they fucking hate you. Well, one of, one of the early versions of this I remember too is, remember MySpace? Yeah. So MySpace had this thing where, you know, you had all your friends, um, but on your main page, you could have like, I think it was eight of friends of your choice that you wanted. You could put like your you know, your eight, your eight main friends or whatever, if you wanted to. You, they could be whoever you wanted, but most people put their eight favorite friends on there. And the right. fights that would break out over, oh, I'm not one of your top eight friends. I, oh, I, I see. I think so much more of you, but you don't think this of me? I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, it started there. Yeah, but luckily, I mean, MySpace was like kind of right before the social media, like as we know it kind of took off because everything that we consume now is algorithm based and MySpace was not. Like it wasn't like- No, it wasn't at all, but it's still things started there. Right. To now, I mean, yeah, like even Facebook since like the time I started using it to now has changed dramatically. Yeah. Well, that's obviously not an accident. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible too. Like things like, what do, what do they say? Like when you go to do a Google search, uh, the example they used is what is global warming or global warming is. And then they said, based off where you live is what comes next on their suggestions to search. Right. Yeah. Which I had heard about that. And I had known about that. 
Because like, yeah, like, because Google, I mean, everything's algorithm based. So it only pretty much shows you the things that it thinks you want to see. So if you're trying to get outside your bubble, it just gets exceedingly harder to get information from the other side of the pond, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of get, again, like social media and Google too, like it essentially just traps everybody in their own little eco, like echo chamber, like little ecosystems. So they don't really know, like what I think everybody knows about not everybody, not as many people know about, you know, the, some things when you would think, oh, I, I thought everybody had heard of this. And you realize, oh, it's because I'm locked into the, like this one area pretty much constantly. Right. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, it feels like Big Brother is watching, essentially. I mean, they say, I mean, they, I mean from, from, from just everything like we can tell if you're an introvert or an extrovert i mean i remember one time we ha having a conversation with our sister either phone or through text about parenting books uh because you know she's about to have a, her a child and mm -hmm. later that night i have notif like uh, recommendations on amazon for parenting books i didn't look for any right. they just were suggesting like oh, hey here here's a book on parenting you might like it's like motherfucker yeah. how the hell did you know i was talking about parenting they're I know it's just listening. one of those things that I yeah that's happened way too many times that I can't where I talk about something don't I'm like I don't think I was searching it on my phone but then I get ads or just like for the thing that I was talking with somebody about I'm like I don't like that yeah but yeah I mean there's just so much crazy fucking shit in this documentary mm -hmm. I, I do like as far as the documentary goes I like the setup of it we got to interview people to help create it ex-Facebook employees, um, people that have worked on um, Instagram. Uh, they got pinched, like, like the co-creator of Pinterest. Mm -hmm. um, this guy who was like, a really weird guy, but essentially he was, I guess like, they labeled him as like the grandfather of virtual reality. So it's, he definitely- Oh, uh, the guy with the dreadlocks? Yeah. Yeah. He was an interesting dude. Yeah. But so you get all these people that were like inside the industry and they're all like, especially the co-creator Pinterest, I think he's just, when, I mean, just like hearing him talk about like, yeah, how eventually like this would happen a little bit into it. But I mean, like they were talking about like, yeah, ask anybody in Silicon Valley who works at one of these, guess what they'll tell you? They will not let their kids touch it. Yeah. Ironic, and I'm like, if that it? doesn't tell you everything you need to know, I don't know what to tell you. Like people, I, well, it's made me think. Like, if I have kids in the future, what am I gonna do as a parent? I mean, because that's the thing. Do I have rules like no, no cell phones to high school? Well, because of the world we live in now, are they just not gonna be friends then? Well, that's the other thing. Is like kids are giving like iPads to do homework and to take home and stuff. So it's almost impossible to keep a device out of their hands. Right. So, yeah, I, that's the thing. I don't know what to do because I'm like, shit, dude, I've grown up with it. Like, I was a teenager when, like, really Twitter, like, Twitter was brand new when I was in high school. Look at my notes here. Yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I'm not on Twitter. Never been. Don't plan on it. It's probably the worst one. Uh, here's one that I love that said, if, if you aren't paying for the product, you are the product. Because, yeah, we all think, hey, just download this for free onto my phone. Hey, it's free to use. Free, free, free. Yeah. yeah. And then they, and then these tech companies pay billions, millions of dollars. And ad, ad agencies pay for your data to target, like, ads to you. 
That's also it's something that they never they don't mention it in the documentary. But I also watched like kind of like a mini doc on YouTube a while ago, and that's also how TV prices have come down so much. It's because most newer TVs have some sort of smart features, if not every single TV. Mm-hmm. And that's how they keep the price low is those TVs collect your data and send it off too. Oh, really? Yeah. Got it. Know that. Interesting. Yeah. Cause they track what you like, if you look up anything, what you're watching. I mean, in some ways like fine. If, if you, if you want to see that, I like watching this, watching this, watching, yeah, watching MASH, watching the Wonder Years, then maybe some Simpsons. That's fine. Right. But can I get a piece of the, can I get a cut of it? I know. It's not like we get like, um, no, I'll take, like I don't get you don't get any royalties off of your data being shared, and it's just ugh. it's it's so I don't know it's so crazy. I'm just trying to think some other things in the dog. I mean, uh, okay, so yeah, I wrote down a bunch of stuff. So like, cause yeah, the whole documentary just like I said, it has a mini movie, which I'll, I'll just say right now, I did not care for like the reenactment or like the mini movie inside the documentary. Okay, you didn't I like thought that? it was kind of annoying. I'd more just like the straight doc and get me the information. Yeah, but I, guess, I, I just look at it as a, it's a way to give you a visual, I guess. Yeah. I liked how the head extreme centrist was like <laughs> the part of choice inside the doc. So like we're not going to be biased or anything. So extreme centrist. <laughs> Yeah, that which hilarious. that's actually pretty funny too. But if you, okay. And okay, one of the quotes, I didn't write down who said this one. I actually don't think I wrote down who. Oh, I did write down some who actually said the quotes. But I don't know who said this one. But one of the things that they are framing it as when they're talking about social media is that, like the gradual, slight, imperceptible change in your own behavior and perception that is the product. Oh, that was the grandfather of the uh, virtual reality, that guy who mm-hmm. said that. He's like, that's pretty much what they do. It's like, they're literally changing your habit. Like, essentially, you're committing so much time. They're, they essentially have got you hooked, whatever app it is, that they know and can see how much time you're spending each day. And if it's consistent, then they try and get more. Or if they see you're dipping down, they'll send you more notifications or like get you more, like send you more ads or dial back the ads to keep you on longer. Like it's just like walking a very thin line. So crazy. Literally playing you like a fiddle. Yeah. It's, uh, gosh, it's, it's so crazy. I mean, you think all you're doing is, hey, I'm just keeping in touch with friends and sharing the burrito I'm eating. Right. It's just so much more than that. I don't know. It's just it, the psychology of it just fascinates me on how the how we've all become addicted to this stuff. I mean, addicted to it. I mean, like, yeah, even if you say you're not like, oh, I'm not. But like, think about it. Like when you hear the ting or whatever notification sound your phone makes, it's like instant you shot don't of instantly just like kind of look over. At the very least, you kind of like glance that's or a, most yep, of the time, you just addiction. pick it up and check it out. Yep, that's like addiction that happened, right there. Yeah, I'm like, even if you don't think you're addicted to an app, I think everybody is addicted to their phone. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll, I'll leave mine charging upstairs sometimes, be downstairs, and after like an hour, like, huh, I haven't looked at my screen in a while. I wonder if anyone's texting me. I, I, I should probably go up and look. Exactly. I mean, am I kind of the same way? Like, I try not to be, but... God damn, like, yeah, if I spend a lot of time on myself, like, I could be reading, I could be doing something else, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna 
watch youtube or something i mean it's hard too like i mean i've dated people that are just addicted to their phones like i remember i was dating a girl once and we'd be watching a show or a movie or at least i would be she'd just be like sitting there on her phone i'm like are you gonna watch no no, no i'm paying attention i'm like no you're looking at your phone I'm like why don't you put it down and enjoy the company around you also fuck social media i'm gonna now i can straight up just blame social media for why the fucking movies suck now because <laughs> ev- every movie you ever fucking saw in a theater now at least three or four people are using their phones. Uh, yeah. So right. I'm blaming social media for ruining why I don't even want to go back to a movie theater. Right. I know. I miss theaters so much, but I do not miss the audience members. I do not miss them whatsoever. Can't stand people. Like, yeah, I told you. I think I maybe I shared it on the episode, but Bad Boys 3, girl sitting directly next to me texting. And I called her out on it. And she's like, watch the screen. Don't look at me. I'm like, I am watching the screen, but I can still see him out of my peripheral vision, and it's distracting. Can you put it away? You don't need to text. No, 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 blah, 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 blah. That's when you just want to just, you just have that thought. I'm like, I just want to pick your phone up and just chuck oh, it. Oh, God. That's a Hank Moody moment in season one of Californication where he does that to somebody that kept getting a call on his phone, and I've yeah. always wanted to do that ever since. <laughs> oh, same. But yeah, oh, man. I mean, like, okay. One of the things that they brought up what, which I always thought was kind of interesting to think about. So essentially, a lot of the snippets that I wrote down were just things that I thought were interesting or really concerning. But one of the things that they did was was talk about how you know our technology moved from a tools based technology environment to an addiction driven technology environment. Like it went from like inventing new things to make your life better, like apps to make your life better, to just like okay. Now, instead of giving you life improvements, like things to make your life better, we're going to try to like lock you down into one place for as long as we can. Yeah. Gosh. Which just is terrifying to think about. I don't like that. No, not at all. But okay. One of the things that we both kind of talked about a little bit, but didn't really talk about the numbers. Cause you said one of your favorite things was talking about the, uh, the psychologist who's talking about how like the suicide rates and stuff have gone up. How yeah, I'd, harming yourself, like cutting yourself to just straight up suicide has gone up with teenagers and preteens, basically 11 through 18 has just skyrocketed in the last decade in like huge yeah. amounts. What did they say? Like 150%? Oh, I, I wrote it down. You wrote so it down. as far okay. as like non-fatal U.S. Hospitaliz- U.S. hospitalizations for just self-harm, from girls 15 to 19 has risen 62% since 2009. And from girls age 10 to 14, it went up 189%. That is crazy. And then when it talks, yeah, I mean that, and then goes to the suicide rates of girls ages 15 to 19 went up 70%. And ages 10 to 14 went up 151 percent yeah again this is why i recommend this doc to parents if you're listening you've got to just sit down and watch it uh, it's just it's just great well they yeah, talk you about need too, to know like that one thing was interesting too that i know you know how you can filter yourself or whatever on some of these apps how mm-hmm. girls see that now and like i want to go get plastic surgery so i look like my filter version of myself Cause that's the version that they get the most receptive. Like, well, if I just post regular selfies, I don't get anything. But if I post it with these, 
you know, like types of filters that make me look a little cuter, like give me dimples or something. I get way more likes and engagement. Like, oh, cause that's what people want me to look like. You know, just like. It's so sad. I mean, you see like older people being like, yeah, you know, like I'd say probably like at least 40 to 50 plus at this point. Like you, you, you know, we've all heard just like, oh, just get off your phone. Like who cares what people think? But I'm like, I can't even th- like, Social media was new when I was a teenager. I can't even imagine if you started when you were in middle school and have had it pretty much for forever, what it will do to how you think about yourself, how you think about others, how... That's why I consider myself super lucky to have grown up before internet was in the home, before smartphones were a thing, before social media and Facebook and all that. I feel so lucky to know what life was like before that. Because you want you want to know it's crazy. I don't know. Did you watch this to the very very end? Yeah. Because as the credits are rolling, we see a few more snippets of the people they interviewed. Then yeah. when everything fades to black, you know what you hear? Kids playing outside. Yeah. I'm old to remember those days and what those days were like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you see kids playing out less and less. But yeah, I mean. At least if you're, because I don't know how many, I, in my head, I'm like, yeah, parents just make sure to kick their kids out and make them go outside. I'm like, I don't think they actually do that anymore. And if they're like outside, they still take their phone with them. I mean, I, it's just crazy. Like what I, what I find crazy is you'll see a group of like people, like four young adults at a table at a cafe, all four of them are staring at their phone, not engaging in conversation. Right. Occasionally they'll look up and say something but then go back down to their phone. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not 100% uh, not guilty of that one. No, and I'm not either. You know, but you, you just see it more often than not with their kids. They just don't even talk to each other. They're just sitting there and quiet. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've wondered that on dates, especially with younger gals. I've wondered that on dates. Are they, like, inching for their phone? Like, their phone's in their purse while we're talking. Is she just inching to look at it? I don't know. I feel like, especially just like how addicted some people can get, like if they're like still engaging with you and not looking at their phones during that, that's a win. It's a win. But I mean, they have enough if you excuse yourself to, to go to the bathroom, first thing they do when you leave to go to the bathroom, pull their phone out. You know, every thing. time I come back from the bathroom, they're looking at it. But yeah, you got to wonder, are they just inching like, oh my God, I just- I heard my phone buzz my purse. Oh, what is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Is it a, a guy that's better? Is it a guy responding to me that I've been waiting for for like 48 hours to respond now? Is it him? Is it him? Is it is this the guy I've really been wanting to go on a date with? I mean, it makes you wonder those kind of things. Like, it's getting sick that we're here as a society, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the whole point of this documentary is like how it's kind of driven like huge, bigger and bigger like gaps between people. Like, you know, they talk about how, like, especially after, like, the 2016 election, you just saw, I mean, I definitely saw a bunch of people on, like, Twitter, but, like, oh, I just unfriended all these people that I knew voted for the person that I didn't like, or, you know, didn't want, and I'm just, like, I don't remember ever seeing something like that. No, But, like, here. they just saying, like, as things truck along, like, the cultural divide, which you definitely have felt it a lot this year, especially in the U.S., but also, apparently, like, they showed, like, some footage from like riots in Paris. I'm like, dude, I haven't even fucking heard of that. And I can yeah. still consider myself pretty well in the know about like world events. 
But so I'm like, I don't even. How the fuck did I not? Not even the world events they want you to see. That's what it kind of feels like, which is I fucking hate that feeling. No, same. I was like, I want to know. Here, well, my biggest problem too nowadays is I don't know what's true anymore. As far as like what really happened, I'm. I mean, I'm always like, show me the raw footage. I have to see raw footage. I don't want to see your cut down, edited, narrated version. I want the raw footage. And that's exactly right, Drew. And I'm glad you think about that too. Cause like, yeah, there's so many things I'm like, okay, this is definitely framed, but there's a lot of cuts here. So you're telling me this, people are reporting that, but I'm like, just if you, like, I saw that a lot in the past, like, I forgot, there was something, I forgot what it was, like something about like Google or like some tech company, but like there was this huge blow up like two years ago, maybe. And they like released an edited video. I'm like, see, that's, and they're like, well, let's just see the raw footage. Like you just, yeah, it's, that's the thing. And I'm glad they brought that up because the lines of like, if, especially they brought in the dangers of like, if there's no common truths in the world, if we each just have our own truths, then that pretty much is what's destroying our society. Yeah, no. And I definitely see that a lot. Same, same. And yeah, because you're like, oh, well, actually, like, these are the facts. And you're like, well, that doesn't really align with what I've been seeing. So I'm just either going to reject it or just be like, well, we, I'm just not going to talk to you anymore. Right. You know? And I feel like I see that more and more, which I also... Well, it's sad. People, I mean, this stuff is ruining families. And it's, yeah. just, it's just sad to me. Yeah, families it is. come it, together and have a good time. And if they do have, like, some kind of dispute, it should be over with by the time dessert's put on the table right exactly you know and it's just it's kind of fucking scary i'm like they weren't pulling any punches they definitely framed it like this is going to just could and probably will if we're not course if we don't start course correcting now like it's kind of like who knows how bad it could get we don't know but it's not good now and it's getting worse what's the solution we all just start deleting social media altogether well, they talked a lot about regulation, just like, you know, putting in more humane practices. Like, you're not a, like, because I like how they likened it to, you know, there used to be Saturday morning cartoons. There were strict rules and regulations of how, when you could advertise to children, what you could advertise to children, and how you can advertise it to children to make sure there's a clear cut in their brain. Like, I'm not watching a show anymore. I'm watching an ad, and they're aware that that's happening. And they just buy this new and- Lego set. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles with their new turtle van. Exactly. And so, but now, like, those lines just have been so blurred that, you know, I heard parents talk about, like, in recent years that as you're watching a cartoon with your kid, you're like, dude, I don't even know when they're fucking, like, selling it, like, trying to sell something to my kid. Like, it's just so fucking sneaky. Mm -hmm. And so, like, we used to have more regulation there essentially like i do not i'm not a proponent for censorship but i think in something like this regulate like not i guess it's not necessarily censorship but regulation to like like they said like decrease the addictability to these things like because i think that's pretty much what you would have to do since they literally have an addiction like i guess an addiction mindset slash um business plan that's what it yeah, is. Get you get you hooked and keep you going. Exactly. Because I mean, like, again, you know, a great example again is those guys in the room control room. Like 
okay, well, let's throw this at him. See if this works. Exactly. And, you know, and the scary part is one of the guys, I think it was the guy who was part of the humane technology. And I think they're the ones who actually made the social dilemma. But one of the things that I think he was talking about was, you know, it's like, well, you know, they're, goals are to try and keep on the apps as long as you can to grow their own platforms and to sell to advertisers and then just put on that how that's already getting out of hand but then you put on it's like yeah but like since it's a business too profits are first and you have to try and keep making more and more money quarter in and quarter out so i'm like so there is no way to stop that unless there was regulations or like huge reform right i mean it's just crazy to think you could could think of something like facebook being like yeah it's just a cool way to keep track of you know keep track of friends you know if you're having a party let your friends know or send out an invite to people you want to know about just things like that keep it simple kind of sort of started out like that and now i mean it made a guy in his 20s a billionaire yeah and especially another thing that they mention is how laws definitely lag behind the times, especially as far as technology goes mm-hmm. to the point of just like, yeah, like you would need like reform, like from the top, from the bottom up and the top down yeah. to actually get this under control. And we're, I mean, we're seeing Facebook starting to go to court now. I think it's yeah. more for biasness, but they're starting to go to court for different things. Right. Laws do have to catch up though. Laws do have to catch up, and people need to realize that the their Twitter's not their friend. <laughs> no, Twitter's just making. I don't know how I've gone this long without downloading the app, but I just haven't bothered. I mean, same with TikTok. I just don't care. That's the thing, Jordan. Like to me, Twitter. Like I'm like, oh, that's the one I use the least. Like I just don't have any use for it, and then I don't know what the fuck happened. But like, they, I'd say about a six months to get well. Pull the they're puppet players, man. They pulled the strings. Like, well, how are we gonna get this Daniel guy addicted? <laughs> well, I think it was they got. I think they got me right around quarantine when quarantine started. You know, and now I just can't not look at it a lot of the time. Oh man, and that's what fucks me up. Is then yeah, and again, like social media with like TikTok. Like, that's also something I definitely got into when quarantine started. I'm, like, just trying to find something to fill the time with that I had an abundance of. But, like, again, like, news, like, you know, like, TikTok is a good example of just, like, it's infinite. Like, the videos never stop. There's not an end to them. You know, they just keep feeding you more and more videos, and it never runs out. And one of the things I was thinking about was like Facebook, like when it was more about like, you know, just keeping connected with people and stuff, you know, your like main feed would end eventually if your friends weren't posting. Right. But now it doesn't end. It just keeps feeding you more stuff that they think you'll just like. What is it? I guess I don't go on Facebook anymore. Where does it feed you? If, If your friends aren't posting anything, what does it feed you? It feeds you articles. It feeds you ads. It just feeds does it okay i just i get i'm glad i don't go on anymore i mean i actually think about it once in a while like eh, maybe i should go on facebook but it, at this point it just sounds like a chore even instagram has kind of turned into that i've barely been on it the last month and i'm kind of glad but still have that youtube addiction i like watching youtube videos it's fun yeah i what youtube is probably the one that i use technically pound for pound the most 
but it's more of a passive, like I turn on like long form, like a few long form videos that I like, and I just have them playing in the background while I'm doing work. So I think YouTube, my relationship with YouTube is okay. That's good. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, is there anything else that you like specifically wrote down that you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I think we hit most of the stuff that they talk about in the documentary. Uh, let's see. Fake news spreads six times faster than real news. Oh, I do. Also- I am curious in getting this guy's book, uh, Jaron Lanier, I think is how I say it. But the book is called 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts Right Now. I'm yeah, and that was the guy who was the grandfather of VR. Okay. That they have. I'm God. curious to read that book. I would be. T- I know. Like, I got a lot more curious about reading all these books that I kind of heard about about social media. But I'm like, well, I don't have a problem, so I don't really need it to like read books about how bad it is because I'm not really that bad with it. And I, I think yeah. you and I are semi safe. We can we can still get pulled in a little bit. But man, th- these younger kids though that are teenagers and then they're born into it early 20s born into it my gosh especially now instead of like you know like telling your kid no or like getting them to cry or just just letting them cry themselves out you see it i mean everybody sees it every fucking day it's just some baby in a stroller holding an ipad just to keep it busy just to shut them up and i that's probably one of the worst things because that's just pretty much how people parent these days and so it's literally just from literally from the womb to the tomb i guess social media is gonna fucking get you well i I know some people whose little child can't eat a meal eat dinner without watching a screen now because they just let her get used to that exactly so she's at your house and she's like all right it's dinner time well i usually have a screen while i eat well not here what what do you mean? Has that happened? Are you yeah. saying you could see it? No, I'm, not, I'm saying I know. I'm not gonna name any names, but I know a story like that. Oh, see, that's just fucking sad. I think so. I mean, like, yeah, and I'm like, when they're talking, like, they did like the scenario of like at the dinner table, like, oh, no phones. I'm just like, can people really not go? Literally, how long's dinner? At max, half an hour can you not go half an hour? Like, is that actually something? Because I don't see that as any sort of issue. If like, oh, I'm eating food, I'll just set my phone down. Who fucking cares? I'm eating. But I guess with younger generations, I could see, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, maybe they can't go even that long without like getting oh, to look. No, yeah, which is just sad. It's so sad to me. Anytime we have like roommate get-togethers, I just leave my phone upstairs because I don't want to be distracted by that. I want to be enjoying my roommates. Right. I, I do like how the mom makes a bet with him and takes it away for a week, but just puts it to charge on the counter and just leaves it there. Yeah, because he's not going to check it just sitting there on. Yeah, I thought that like, was funny. You shut that shit down and you put it in a safe. <laughs> you hide it. You don't just put it on the counter to charge for a week. Yeah. I mean... And even now, like when I saw that, I'm like, oh, if somebody said, oh, if I broke my screams, like give it, if you don't touch your phone for a week, I'll pay for it. I probably couldn't do that. I don't think I could. I'd probably like maybe a day or two in, I'll be like, fuck it. I have $80. I'll I'll buy a new screen myself. A fucking week? No thanks. I wonder how many kids, if you were to make that bet, like if you can go a month without a phone, like I'm going to shut it down put it away you're not going to physically see it for a month 
or I guess let's just say put it in one of those containers and set a month timer on it. Right. But the, at the end of the month, they get a brand, uh, maybe not brand new, but they get a car. You're going to buy them their first car, then go a month without the phone. How many teenagers would make it? I have no idea. Be- and one of the curious. things I thought, okay, one of the last things that I, I didn't actually write down, but one of the things they mentioned is because like, like younger generations with that have grown up with social media, they're like, they're going longer without getting their driver's licenses. Like they're taking less risks. Like they're not doing any risky behavior, which I mean, as a parent, you're like good, but also I guess not good. Cause you need them to, you know, I think that just goes like more. That was an interesting comment made things. that they're taking less risk. And I could actually, as soon as I said that, I was like, you know what? I believe it just by looking around in our daily lives. I believe it. Yeah. And that's something I thought was interesting. I'm like, yeah, like, I mean, I was 19 when I got my license. But that was also because our parents were like, you have to pay for it. I'm like, well, fuck, I don't have money. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pay for everything. Yeah. But like, yeah, just thinking about like, oh, we don't care if we get our licenses. I mean, I guess also you have Uber if you right. really needed to get somewhere. Well, because I have noticed, I mean, a lot of young kids just like, yeah, I just don't have a license. So I take Uber or I take the bus. Or a bike. I didn't really. I guess I didn't think social media tied into that, but maybe it does a little bit if you're not taking risks. I don't know. I mean, like, I guess with all the random like bits of information we've just been throwing out there, isn't really a review as much as like, holy shit, this is fucking scary. Yeah, and this is way scarier than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. No, as, as far as the the documentary goes, great documentary. Check it out. <laughs> I think especially, especially if you're a parent, young kids need to watch it. I think everybody should watch it, especially like, I mean, even older generations who like aren't even necessarily on their phones. Like, you know, grandparents are still on Facebook. They should at least know how it operates and well, they, they just need to know what their kids and grandkids are involved in. I think. Well, I think everybody just needs to know what everybody's involved in. Right, we're all in the matrix, whether you yeah. know it or not. We're all in the matrix. Ooh. that's what it can yeah after watching this i'm like fuck maybe we are maybe we are i don't know like great documentary and oh something i didn't mention is i actually at the very end of the documentary it gives you their website of like tips and stuff so i actually took the time i went to the website and i went through every single step they were talking about like how to secure like more or less, how do you minimize your data? How do you get it away from Google? And like, I actually went through all the steps. It took me about an hour, hour and a half to go through everything. Oh, and wow. I read so I'm like, this is actually. I'll, I'll have to look into doing that. Yeah. I, 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 that's, this is one thing I saw at the end. At the very end of all the credits, they're like, please find us online and subscribe. Ha, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, I know. That was pretty funny. But yeah, I went to their website, went through, like, they had some tips, just like, oh, like, I didn't even know this, but, like, on my iPhone, there is a section on it that'll just, te- it, if you go really deep into, like, the location services, it tells, it has a little folder of prime locations, like, locations that I go to the most, and they just has that in one single folder. Jeez. And I'm like, fuck, dude, and I thought I had my, I'm usually pretty good about making sure to not allow my location services like, on random apps. Daniel likes to go to Heritage Pub all the time. 
No, Reco- I don't. Recommend <laughs> shitty beer to him. <laughs> but it's just like, I was like, fuck, dude, I didn't even know that folder was there because it's buried freaking deep. Interesting. So I'm just like, that's fucking gross. I don't like that. No. And I don't like, che- and that's the thing, like, I don't well, check and I'm sure these phone companies work with these Facebooks of the world, too, because, like, I provide the advice they get addicted to if you provide the addiction. Right. So I'm they sure probably have deals like, oh, just make sure when you sell them to the device, it already has Facebook on it. I mean, they even talked about how that happens in, like, a small country that essentially was run by, like, a dictator, that when they sell a phone, it has Facebook on it. And it just has, because essentially that Facebook is government run in that like country. And I'm like, fuck, that's, that's so, again, super freaking, that's fucked up. It is. It really, really is. Uh, well, we should probably wrap it up here. We've been kind of going yeah, on We're kind of just while. rambling, just like this fucking, this is just fucked up. Watch well, it. I mean, it. it got people talking. I mean, I definitely recommend this documentary. Check it out. It is definitely worth seeing. I think everybody who's online should watch it. And then afterwards, everybody go delete your Facebook and let's just go back to the way things used to be. <laughs> Good night. Yeah, be no. nice to people. <laughs> yeah, be nice to people. Don't tell them they have elven ears. Come on. Yeah, that was fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how it happened. So minute, but like, oh, you have elven ears. Just imagine one person saying one shitty thing and then seeing like a thousand well, likes on your think of it too. Some stranger you don't know. She's kind of cute, but she has pretty small titties. That hits you. And I'm not speaking yeah, from I, personal experience, but. <laughs> well, I know. I'm like, that's the one thing that I kind of wish they focused on the suicide and self-harm rates of girls. They never talked about the boys' side, which I'd still be curious. I, I assume mean, it's, a li- it's at least a little less. That went- whole chunk of it, though, could have been a documentary in and of its own. The suicide rates of young women and men and just the impact of teenagers that all this has on it could have been a doc in and of itself. I bet, I guarantee you, there's got to be one. That's a good idea. I'm going to look for that. Because, my gosh, I mean, it, it's crazy how in, impactful and manipulated they are by this stuff. Yeah. But, all right, well, that is two recommends we have for The Social Dilemma. Daniel, where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Dun, dun, dun. But use it responsibly. I know. Now I feel like <laughs> after watching this, it's like, you know how, at the, oh, drink responsibly. I'm like, now I feel like they need to put that like, hey, uh, do this responsibly. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. They can find us on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore brews. Uh, let us know what you thought of the social dilemma. Loved it or hated it. Or just say, oh, sorry, I can't talk to you guys anymore. I deleted my Instagram or Twitter. I'd be like, you know what? Good for you. Makes sense. Watch us go, go check it tonight, and we have zero followers because they all deleted their accounts. They're like, "Oh, finally, fuck these guys!" <laughs> all right, yeah. everybody, thank you so much for downloading the show. We appreciate it. If you like it, share it with others, and we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers.